Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. So we thought we'd do a bit of the journey so far, and um, and uh, I was just going to share a few things. I'm going to actually sit down so you can see the slides. So I'm going to take you through where's the church gone, come from, and then I'm going to share a bit about where we might be going. Okay, so we started off as a little house church. There were six of us when we arrived, and uh, we used to do a lot of eating. Um, then, uh, yeah, and we, we started gathering the team. So by after a year of us being here, Leanne and I arrived in... This is a bit odd, actually, sitting down. Leanne and I arrived in, septem- in September 12. After about a year, we about a church of about 15 people. Um, we started doing some intro courses, which we're doing one now. And we had a couple of those, which were really positive and successful at Third Space. Um, and then we had our first weekend away, and we had about 20 or so come away with us. And that was a real sort of special time, and we've had a, a couple more since. And as you just heard, we have another one. We started to see some people come to faith in Christ and be baptized. And we've had uh, about a dozen baptisms now, which has been really exciting. Um, we had our first service then uh, in October. So after two years of sort of being in a house church and gathering the team and doing intro courses and seeing a few people come to faith, we thought, we're about 20 of us, we thought it's time to launch. So we launched into Temple Bar, we're into a place called Film Base, right in the middle of the city. And there we were for our first uh, year. Um, and we have these two signs which aren't so clear here. They're up on the walls, but, uh, and we have the cross. This is kind of what really matters to us as a church. The first one is the cross. All that Jesus has done for us. This defines us, this shapes us. The fact that he died and rose makes just a world of difference to our lives and this whole world. So that's the first thing. We have a cross there for that reason, because who he is and what he's done is, is central. Uh, our whole church is based on him. But then we also have this little sign here. You can't read it, but it's a... It's, um, a verse from Jeremiah that says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. And we always thought as a church, it's much more than just a church. It's about what the church can do for the city. And God's people are always called to be a light, to make a difference for the common good and the prosperity and the flourishing of the city. So we're, we're a church that wants to be based on Christ for the city. That's the simplest way to understand who we are. Um, we started going to the pub. I'm sorry these pictures aren't very good in this light. Uh, we realized that church was so much more important than just a meeting. It's a community. And we wanted to uh, just be able to connect with people. So the pub became central. We go every Sunday. And, and we've had various pubs. Then we had our next weekend away. We're starting to grow, which is quite exciting. Um, we became legal. So the Irish Charities Commission thought we were legit, which was a great work on Justin's behalf. Uh, we had uh, three banquets where we put on a big banquet for anyone and everyone uh, in different venues, and the latest one here, and they were hugely positive too. Uh, we started our city groups. So these are our groups that meet midweek, uh, where we want to form community, grow in our own relationship with God, and seek to find a connection point with the city where we can make that positive impact. Uh, we obviously have kids, and we think they're hugely important, so we wanted to mention them on our journey. And uh, we, want, we really want to, as we grow, be a family church where families are welcome and loved and kids are discipled and, and grow up in the faith. Uh, we started our internship. We'd actually had a few interns, but this was our moment of sort of formalizing it. And uh, raising up leaders is a core value of what we do. And so we had our first year of interns, and that was hugely uh, sort of exciting to see and great to see how they all grew in their faith and in their characters and their gifting. Um, 
we had our first year celebration. So a year ago today, we were all celebrating uh, in the middle of town at that stage. Uh, so that was last year. Um, we had our third weekend away. We're growing again. This picture is going to be impossible in 10 years' time, isn't it? You know? uh, so that was great. And uh, we've had uh, Sean and Anna Mullen the year before, and this was Fergus and uh, Sarah this last year. Um, then we found our new home here at Sing Street, and we're delighted with this place. And uh, it seems like a really good home for us for the future. The school is really great, and we can hopefully be a positive impact here as well. So this is our new home. And as you can pray, actually, we're just going to renew contracts in the next month or so. So just pray that they're really positive as we renew the contracts. Um, we sent our first team to Zambia, which is awesome. So we want to be based in the city for the city. Uh, but we also want to uh, think about how we can be a church that has the nations on our hearts and realize we have a role to play, however small, in, uh, in helping others around the world. So we went to the school there where we got involved in education and just mucking in with the, the teachers. But we also had to help the local church plant that's alongside that school. Then we had our apprentices. So these are so we have an internship and then we have an apprenticeship. And these guys are paid part time to work for the church. Clary has a particular oversight for all things on Sundays and the events and organisations like the weekend away or the intro course. And Evan has a particular focus on welcome and pastoral care and connecting people in. Um, so that's uh, these guys, and uh, they're good fun. Uh, so that hopefully, if you're new gives you a bit of a sense of where we've come from and, uh, and sort of what's defined our church and, and maybe uh, you know, a bit of a flavor. So I just wanted to share a couple of things on what is next. And uh, actually, before I do that, we're going to show a video. So what is next has to fit with our vision. And our vision, really simply, is to make a positive impact on Dublin spiritually, socially, and culturally. Spiritually, we want to see people come to faith in Christ. Socially, we want to make a difference for the poor and the oppressed. And culturally, we want to sort of bring the kingdom of God to bear on all spheres of society. And I'm going to share a bit more. So here is a little video with our very talented Mo. And uh, hopefully I'll explain a bit more. Dublin is leading the way in many areas with companies like Google and Facebook basing their European headquarters here. It is fast becoming a hub of innovation and entrepreneurship. It is also the place where it was announced that Ireland had become the first country in history to approve same-sex marriage by popular vote. Dublin is a mixed bag. You can move from the hustle and bustle of the ultra-modern IFSC to the homeless people sitting here on O'Connell Bridge. Most interestingly, Dublin is a city in transition. Over the past two decades, we have had huge changes, particularly within the religious, political and financial institutions. And as the foundations upon which Dublin was built have now crumbled away, a new city is emerging with a new identity, new ideas and a new energy. And people are still hurt. And you know, they're disillusioned about what went on before, and rightfully so. But it feels like that's all behind us now. And Dublin is being rebuilt. And into this rebuilding, we wonder, what role can the church play? It would need to be a church that didn't Forced its way on people. A church that wasn't about preserving the status quo, but was like actively seeking the well-being and common good of the city. 
a church about caring for the poor and oppressed. It, it would need to be a church that was like a community where the leaders were just one of the family. What do you think? Can the church play a role in Dublin today? And if so, how? Great. Uh, so there's a few more videos on our website if you haven't seen them, but that's one with Mo. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit on where we might be going, and uh, it has to fit with our vision. Uh, but there's three things I wanted to mention. I wrote a blog post on my personal blog called Climbing Everest, which you can read for a bit more detail. But the three things I think as we particularly go into the next 12 months are we want to keep focusing on leadership development. And so we're going to do our 6.30 leadership course again. For that, We had 14 people do it last year. We'll start that again in January. It's called 6.30 leadership because it happens at 6.30 in the morning. And uh, we do it for an hour and then you can go to work or whatever. So we're going to be starting that in January. We're also going to continue to invest in our internship and our apprenticeship. And we hope that more people apply and we can raise up more people uh, into interns and apprentices. Uh, Caroline is going to obviously, as she has a baby, is going to take some time out to be a mom and all that good stuff. And so we need to think about how we sort of cope. The church might fall apart. Uh, so we need to think about what are we going to do. Uh, but she has particular oversight for things, you know, pastoral care, administration, communication, and the internship and apprenticeship line management. So we need to think about, are we going to have an assistant pastor? Are we going to try and find a replacement for Caroline? Are we going to restructure in any way, uh, any other way? And we don't necessarily have the answers, but we know we need to keep raising up leaders and we need to think through these things over the coming months. So leadership development is vital uh, for, for, as we go forward. The second thing is we want to remain an outward-facing church. And I mean that in two ways. The first one is, it was always our ambition that we'd be a church that if you were skeptical of Christianity, if you'd fallen out with the church, if you had a ton of questions, if you didn't agree with what you were supposed to agree with, whatever that is, you could come and be part of Christ City Church and find a warm, welcoming community that would engage with you and dialogue with you. Hopefully, get in, you know, we, we'd answer the questions or at least try to answer questions you're asking. And so I want our church to remain outward focused. Not how does this best serve me? How does it best serve the person who's furthest from this church at the moment? How can we help them connect in? So remain outward focused by making sure those that are skeptical and have fallen out with church still engage. The second thing is how do we, we've mentioned it a few times, how do we be a church for the city? So how do we make sure we are integrating faith and work? How do we encourage those that are students to honor God with their studies? How do we help mums and those in the local communities and uh, do that to the glory of God? How do we get engaged with arts and music and finance and politics and business and say we want to send Christians as normal everyday missionaries, so to speak, into these areas? So I want us to remain an outward focused church. How do we make sure the skeptic is engaged, those that aren't connected to church? And how do we make sure that we are sending people into their daily life equipped to represent Christ. So leadership development, an outward-facing church, and thirdly, multiplication. So we are only two years into our journey, but I want us to have right in the start of our DNA that we have the vision of multiplying either congregations, we start another congregation, or even churches. And I'd love it if we could do this within the first five years, so within three years from now. Hence why we need to raise up leaders, hence why we need to have an outward focus. If you've done any study on church planting, it's pretty well known now that it's the number one way that the gospel takes root in people's lives and in a city. How do I affect the most people for the message of Christ? How do I affect a city? The more we can multiply uh, gospel-centered churches. So 
I would love us to do that. Again, we don't have a model, we don't have a master plan, but that's what we want to be part of our DNA. Uh, so multiplication and church planting, raising up leaders and, uh, and, um, and, and starting new initiatives. There's other things around where we rent a space at some point, uh, you know, for training or a cafe or uh, lots of kind of would we ever need our own space. There's stuff to do with um, would we plant churches outside of Dublin and and, and Ireland? Yes, hopefully, but maybe not in the next five years. well, we need an assistant pastor. I've already mentioned that. Might we set up a mercy ministry, like an official ministry that we run as a church, maybe in collaboration with others? Uh, there's lots of great uh, ministries out there. Or would we, would we start one or collaborate? Um, so there's some other things that we would love to consider, but maybe not in the next sort of two or three or four years but in the future. And even that faith and work, could we start something or again collaborate more intentionally around that area? So that's just a bit leadership development, an outward face, church and multiplication that's what we've got in our mind and part of that will be giving and finances and that's next week we're going to i'm going to teach on what the bible says about giving and how we uh, god calls us to give to a local church so do come along next week for that and one of the things really practically if you've been with us for every year you'll know we could only bring on board Eben and chloe with six month contracts we didn't quite have the budget to 100 percent give them the 12-month contracts they both in faith and with loads of grace said yeah will commit and but we're just looking to increase the giving so we can fully fund them for the rest of the year and there has been an increase which is fantastic but i'll be sharing more on that next week so hopefully you've got a bit of a story of where we've come from and some of the things that are on our mind as we look forward